0: It is Tuesday the 21st of December 2021 and in our series Reflections on the Holy Quran this is broadcast number 287 and we'll start discussing uh, verse 97 of chapter 2 of the Holy Quran today. These broadcast, broadcasts are brought to you by the Lahore Ahmadiyya community also known as Ahmadiyya um, Anjumani Nishayat Islam and uh, the, uh, the lahore Mdia movement, uh, etc. And uh, it was founded by Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmed Sahib. And his teaching was that although people say that after the Holy Prophet Muhammad, another prophet will come, or has come. But in the Holy Quran, God says that the Holy Prophet is Khatamun Nabiyeen and Holy Prophet explained this by saying, La Nabi Abadi, there is no prophet after me. Ana khatmu nabiyyin, I am khatmu nabiyyin, la there is no prophet after me. So now no prophet can come, whether an old one or a new one. And uh, if reform is needed, then God will send reformers called mujaddids, and he will guide them about what needs to be reformed and how. This will of course give rise to differences of opinion, um, but uh, the Holy Prophet had said that if one reciter of the Kalima holds another reciter of the Kalima a heretic, a kafir, then the person saying it is closer to heresy. So although on small things we rush to call each other Kafirs and heretics and this and that and so on, we should really listen to the Holy Prophet Muhammad. Similarly, people say that some prophetic revelation has been missed out and is not in the Holy Quran, such as the words relating to rajam or stoning to death and um, Uh, Surah Valait whole chapter but uh, Hazrat Ulam said that uh, God said God has said that he revealed the Holy Quran and he will guard it so nothing has been left out of the Holy Quran similarly people say That is, some verses of the Holy Qur'an have been abrogated. Again, Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmed rejected this and said no verse of the Holy Qur'an was, is, or ever shall shall be (coughs) abrogated. Sorry about that. And Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmed said that jihad is the duty of every Muslim. But jihad as defined by the Holy Prophet Muhammad who when returning from fighting said that Muslims are returning from jihad i or the minor struggle in the minor jihad to jihad-e akbar, that means the major struggle, and then went on to explain that jihad-e akbar is uh, jihad bin nafs, a struggle with your own desires and so on. So with that let us turn to the verse of the holy quran Uh, it is 97 this starts a new section of the the chapter Allah Albi Kabi be is Nilahi Mufadi Kalima Baina Yadayi Wahu Tanga Bushi Ralil Say, whoever is an enemy of Gibrail, Gabriel. For surely he revealed, for surely he revealed it to your heart by Allah's command, verifying that which is before it and a guidance and glad tidings for the believers. So I am not going to look at uh, words like oddl. Simply means say mankana, uh, and so we'll go to word uh, f- word number four adoon, and uh, I was hoping to cons- uh, go through another word, but uh, I didn't have time during the Urdu part of the uh, the broadcast, so we'll uh, restrict ourselves. To this word in the English version of the broadcast as well. Otherwise, the two will get out of step and I will have difficulty remembering where I was with which broadcast. Okay, so let us. Look at this word, its uh, triliteral root is ayin Dal, Wa. And um, the total occurrences of that root or words based on that root is 106. And uh, 13 different words made from those three letters appear in the Holy Quran. For example, fifty times it says Aduv and uh, what's the next one? Fifty then fifteen times Ihtada and uh, eight times Udvan and uh, uh, six times and again six times Mukhtadeen and Aad and then three times we have and three times we have Yata'ad and, three times we have and else is the twice we have Udvat and once we have Aadiyat and that I think is it now its basic meaning is distancing A distance between two things, two people. This is why the word for uh, stranger, someone you don't know. Al-Qida is based on this. There is a distance between you. And uh, the word for a piece of wood that is placed in between two other woods comes from the same. Why? Because that piece of wood is creating a distance between the other two. So that is why and this is found in Urdu as well Aduban is Enemy. This is the opposite. This is the antonym of sadiqan, friend, or another word, waliyan. Remember, sadiq is friend, and waliyan is helper. So this is the opposite of both. of these. And of course it uh, is used for uh, speed as well, walking quickly, running. Why? Because by doing that you are creating distance between yourself and something else. Um, And uh, Similarly, if you are not getting justice it's called Uddhvanan. There is a, there is distance between what you want and what has been allowed. They are generally unjust and so on. Uh, And um, in fact uh, the Holy Quran says that um, uh, at creation humanity was created as one but then self-interest came in and people started to use laws or just ignore the law to for their own benefit and advantage etc And that divided the the humanity into many groups and so on. And we have the example right at the beginning with the the sons of Hazrat Adam. That one's offering was accepted and the other one's offering wasn't accepted. And, you know, um, he became jealous, uh, etc. Um, and that uh, started to divide humanity. Whereas the Holy Quran wants the whole of humanity. And we are not talking about any particular countries or religions or whatever. The whole of humanity. God wants it to be together as floods. What does that mean? When you have clouds in the sky, you can see that there are two clouds and then they merge. And once they merge, you can't tell which cloud is which. Which was which cloud was coming from the right and which one was coming from the left and so on. you can't tell. They've merged. They've come together. This is how God dear, uh, wants humanity to be. And uh, this is how humanity is not. Uh, So let me have a look at some verses of the Holy Quran. For example, in chapter seven verse twenty four Badukum Bibadin Adu. You are enemies of each other. Yoma chapter 41, verse 19. When those who are distant from God and those who are God's enemies, they'll be taken to hell. So you have enemies of two types. Those who deliberately do things to harm you and these are referred to in, in the Holy Quran in, in uh, many places, in many different ways. Um, for example, <laughs> Chapter 25 verse 31 From the sinners from among the sinners we uh, created came enemies of the prophets. In another place, God says, jinni. Then from the devils. And it uh, doesn't necessarily mean devil. In itself as we know it, but people, human beings who possess an evil nature. And the jinn, they were there were enemies of the prophets. So these are enemies who deliberately set out to uh, do you harm. You know, the, the obvious example is. Uh, people of Makkah, uh, Makkans, Mecca, who did everything they could to harm Muslims and the Holy Prophet Muhammad. When they were in Makkah, they were tortured and persecuted and killed even. When they left Makkah, uh, left some of them went to Abyssinia. Uh, the Quraysh pursued uh, pursued them to try and get them back. When Muslims went and uh, found sanctuary in Medina, then the Quraysh attacked Medina. So they, they were actively pursuing a policy of enmity and hatred and so on. Now then you have another type of enemy Who doesn't sort of actively pursue a policy to hurt or harm you, but what he does is he's disinterested in anything to do with you. And really, the harm that he does is just as bad as any enemy who'd set up to harm you. I mean, for example, uh, you know, uh, if you fall down the stairs, there's no one else in the house and you break your leg and you can't get to to the phone or you can't get to anything and for some reason your front door is open and uh, someone peeks in, sees you lying there and doesn't do anything. Doesn't ask are you okay, do you need any help, whatever, just leaves you lying there. Now he is doing as much harm to you as uh, someone who would have set out to harm you. And uh, the Holy Quran refers to such people as, for Illa Rubbal Ali, Ali mean. Chapter 26, verse 77 that uh, they are my enemies, they are against me but Rab is with me. My Lord is with me. He is my friend. And interestingly, and this is something people ignore, it's not mentioned very much anywhere in chapter 64 verse 14, God warns, says, This is about your own progeny, your children, that be careful of them, they too are your enemies. You may be surprised and you may think, hang on, how can your kids be your enemies? But what you've got to think is what God has in mind, so to speak. What God is saying is that I have made it a duty for you to speak the truth, to be just, to do the right thing. And what can happen is that your love for your family, for your children, may lead you astray. You wouldn't do or say anything wrong to get benefit yourself. But when it comes to your kids, you may do something wrong. You know um, there there are no witnesses to your child having committed murder and the child says well i was at home with mom and dad watching television and all you have to do is go to court and say yeah yeah he was there and there is no other evidence what will you do Will you do the right thing and speak the truth, or will you lie? That is the crux of the matter, that is what the Holy Quran is saying. Um, That you will be tempted to lie, to save your child. And um, um, there was in the UK some years ago, a great debate that went on, because um, uh, a lady, found that her child was um, selling drugs so she reported her child to the police and then that started a great debate in the newspapers and television and so on well it's parents job to protect their children and so on and this lady Um, reported her son to the police and he ended up in jail and all this kind of thing. What kind of mother is she? And so on and so forth. No one asked what kind of son it was that, uh, who was going around destroying the lives of other children. There were other mothers and fathers who had children whose lives were being destroyed by this guy's uh, supply of drugs. And this is what the Quran says. That yes, he is your child. But every person has a duty to the whole of humanity. And that's the thing that people forget. And uh, there is another verse in the... uh, Holy Quran وَلَا deera دِیرَا Chapter 2 verse 231 Don't keep them in your nikah. Don't keep them as your wives. Just to be able to make their lives difficult for them. And we see this often in many Muslim places that a husband, he marries another wife and out of some kind of grudge, he doesn't divorce the first one and he, he humiliates her, he tortures her, doesn't give her her due etc. And the Holy Quran specifically warns against that. In fact it, it, it goes further than that, that uh, you know women are giving, given these rights and so on and um, we proudly announce to the West and uh, to everyone else that uh, look, Islam you know it allows uh, women divorce and it and it allows divorced women to marry again and it allows widows to marry again and so on but it's one thing to write such things in books but the question is what happens in practice if uh, a woman is widowed is anyone going to read marry her and I say many times that uh, those of us who uh, uh, embraced Islam and were uh, originally uh, came from Hinduism uh, etc um, um, what we've done is we've changed our names but We've retained all the rituals and ideas and things of the uh, 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 Hindu community. We say in theory, oh yeah, yeah, a widow can, uh, widow can remarry. Oh yeah, yeah, a woman, if she's not happy, she's entitled to uh, 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 divorce and remarriage and so on. the Hindu custom is that a widow does not marry, does not remarry. A woman can't divorce and no one marries a divorced woman and we have exactly the same thing although we say oh well in the book it says in the book it says and uh, But the point is that Islam actually gives people rights in practice. This is why the Holy Prophet Muhammad, when he married Hazrat Khatija, she'd been widowed twice. Now in Pakistan, people would say, oh look, you know, she's eaten two of her husbands. They would literally say, she's eaten to offer husbands and no one would marry her but the Holy Prophet married her. Apart from Masrat Aisha, all his wives were either divorcees or widows and so on and so forth. And uh, this is, I use this as an example, but Islam gives the rights to children as well. But it, that doesn't mean that you uh, lie on their behalf. That means a child has a right to expect uh, to expect a good upbringing, a good education, to be taught right from wrong. And we saw yesterday that uh, this this. Uh, um Indian director has been nominated by uh, uh nominated for an Oscar and he was telling his story and he was at primary school and he had to leave school and get a job laboring and uh, then he started studying as well and etc etc it's a long story but the point is this That if it wasn't, it wasn't the parents, but the society that was oppressing that child. His father earned so little that there was no way of putting food on the table without sending his little kid who should be at school to go labour. And we see this. You see the West makes so much noise about uh, uh, you know uh, there shouldn't be any child labor and so on and they, um, in, in a panorama program they interviewed the owner of a factory and they said aren't you ashamed that there are children working here And he said, why should I be ashamed? You are the ones who should be ashamed. When your business managers and buyers and directors come to me and they drive down the price, drive down the price, drive down the price, don't they know that an adult can't work at those prices? They know full well. And he said that, uh, uh, and the the panorama guy said, Yeah, well, they come and inspect your factories. And they said, Yeah, and the guy said, Yes. They ring me and they tell me that in two weeks they're going to come and inspect my factory on this day at this time. So I make sure that on that day at that time there are no kids working in the factory. They come, they see all adults and that eases their conscience. And he says, they know it's children working. But then he also pointed out, what would these children do? Their parents can't afford to send them to school. They'll just roam the streets. Because both the West is exploiting them And their own society is exploiting them. At least if they uh, uh, are working, they're contributing to the household expenditure and not roaming the streets and uh, and fighting and throwing stones and, and stealing and so on. I suppose that has some merit to it, very little but some. But the best thing would be for these people, for these children to be Gain, to be uh, gaining knowledge and guidance in school and uh, this is what God refers to and I end with these two verses of the Holy Quran chapter 2 verse 2 to 9 these are the God's limits so do not trust, trust Chapter three, verse seven. adun. God has, they, they have exceeded the bounds that God has uh, 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 set. And uh, it is very sad that uh, people who purport to be Muslims are oppressing those who need support and not oppression They need help they need a living wage children need to be educated and in school so that they can better themselves and so on we've slightly gone over our time so i take my leave off you Uh, With a prayer that whoever you are, regardless of your uh, religion, sect, nationality, color, creed, caste, may Allah keep the whole of humanity under his protection and free from harm and give them common sense to see that we only have this little planet and that we need get along with each other and not oppress each other and help each other because if you lose this planet we haven't got anywhere else to go assalamu alaikum khuda hafiz goodbye